Welcome to Bear Fruit, where we have kitchen table conversations about relationships, faith, and culture. We're covering all the stuff millennials usually talk about when people leave the room. Many of us at some point may have looked up one day and wondered, what am I doing with my life? This week, we're talking about purpose and overcoming the fears associated with it. We are joined by special guest, Dr. Jasmine Wise. So pull up a seat and let's bear fruit. Hello, cousins. Welcome to Bear Fruit. Uh, my name is Allie and I am here with Dudley. Hello, cousins. Um, we've been doing this for a couple of months and it has been, shall I say, very fruitful, um, pun intended. Knee <laughs> 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 <Hey>, slapper. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, Dudley and I were talking and we realized like to be cousins, it's only fair that y'all get to know us a little bit more besides just our names. So Dudley, tell the people what you do for a living. So my primary role is I work in education. I've been working in education for about five years now. Um, I work in operations. Um, prior to that, I was working in enrollment, but I absolutely love working in education. And also a part of my role is um, I lead our district student advisory council, uh, superintendent student advisory council. So I get to work with students and like help them kind of, you know, grow their leadership skills and come up with ideas uh, for recommendations that they'll present um, at the end of the school year. So it's really just a culmination of all the things that I absolutely love doing like I love organizing and planning and like problem solving but I also just love working with students and teenagers Um, in addition to that if you don't know me and Allison we manage a nonprofit, uh, reset which I we might may or may not have talked about on a previous episode I'm not sure we have I don't think we have if if we haven't um reset is an organization that is um, dedicated to serving inner city students and leaders um our primary focus when we first started was in the Gulf South region um but we've been blessed to serve students and leaders from literally all over the country and we host a, a, a annual summer camp um, for middle and high school students and for leaders who are serving in youth programs or youth ministry. Um, and we've been doing that. Ooh, this will be our seventh year. So yeah. we've been doing that for a while. So I serve as like the camp director, executive director. Um, and, you know, we just, I do all of that stuff that goes along with that. <laughs> <laughs> it is it's too much to name. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of what, that's what I do when I'm not talking to y'all. Love it. So, Allison, tell us what you do. <laughs> uh, so, I am uh, the college and young adult women's life group zone pastor mm. uh, at Celebration Church in Metairie, New Orleans. And I am also a ministry assistant uh, at Celebration Church. So, those roles kind of work hand in hand. Uh, and kind of like what Deli alluded to, like, I love, um, I love serving just period. Uh, but I specifically love helping young women, like find a purpose and like walk in their purpose and walk in their truth and their true identity in Christ. And I love that I get to do that every day along with like the admin side. Cause I love creating systems and spreadsheets and Google docs and all that good jazz. So it's like God created a little job and wrapped it up in a bow. And it's funny, I didn't really want the gift at first uh, because the title uh, scared me. But 
being in it, it's still scary, but being in it, it let me know like this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, I am a student at New Orleans or at the New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary, Lovell College. And I am, I also work with Reset, as Dudley stated, I am assistant camp director. Um, and I do a lot of stuff for Reset as well. And it's interesting because I work for two nonprofits. Well, I work for one and serve for one, but they still feel like both work. And so I love it, honestly. Yeah. And we are not trying to be vague, vague when we say we do a lot of stuff for Reset. We just literally do a lot of stuff. And like, it's a small team and we're just trying to run something on a large scale. So like, there's nothing. The point of us saying that is that there's nothing that we don't do. How about that? <laughs> right. Right. We would bore you. You would unsubscribe if we went through the list right. of books. So we just consider it a blessing. We are sparing y'all. Allison, you said something about like your current role as a pastor and you were saying how you were kind of scared. So I'm assuming you did not plan or know that you were going to be in this specific role. Oh, no, I had no idea. And also, I, I told God even before this was offered to me that I would never do this. Like, yes. the thing oh, I, I, re- I, would- I remember hearing those. I would never work at Celebration. <laughs> I would never be a pastor. Okay. When did I turn into a uh, ceiling? When did I become a color of the cast of the color purple? <laughs> like, is before that how took, Before you took the job. Yes, that's how you, that's how you oh, were. I would never. It, it's so aggressive but you're probably right I was very passionate about that because it's scary like I didn't want I wanted to grow at the bank I was working at I wanted to be a branch manager buy my house buy my dog support reset work for reset and live happily ever after with my husband and kids um but here I am (laughs) I'm working for uh, a nonprofit, and it's just so crazy. Like, cause I love every single thing that I do, and I I know that this is where God placed me. But I did not want it in the least bit. Literally, literally ran away. Literally told the person that hired me no twice until God had to shake me and make it very clear. He literally, like, I was applying for different jobs, and this came up, and I was like, no. And every single job I applied for, I probably had to put out like nine or 10 applications denied for each one. He even let me get in the door, shut every single door. But the one interview I had was here at Celebration Church and look at me now. And God is good. Yes, indeed, Pastor. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I If I look back at my life or at least just my teenage years, it makes sense that I would be in education, but I don't necessarily think that i plan for like when I was a teenager I worked uh, for this nonprofit, and it was focused on students and education and like students having a voice in their educational experiences and then right after I did that through college right after college I started working in youth ministry and I you know was serving in youth ministry for a number of years and through that experience was the birth of reset Mm-hmm. And the same year, the my first summer at Reset is when I started, like later, like a couple months later, that's when I started my career in education. So like it was just, I felt like God was always leading me in that direction. Like even my major in college, my major was communications, but 
I even see now how he used that to like prepare me. Like my first role in education was doing communications work. So right. that was really like, he was really working on this long before I saw what he was doing. Like it blows my mind. Cause you always feel like, you know, I know I feel like I'm not worthy. I'm, I don't deserve it, but it don't matter to him. And I feel like that's who he calls to do things like this. Um, but when you say that, I think about like how I was into theater and I love public speaking and I love being on stage and how he has literally all the tools that I learned that I thought would better myself. He's used it just for his glory. And even when it comes to reset, like how I'm big on hospitality and customer service and how I'm able to apply everything that I thought I was doing just for fun because I wanted to, I'm able to use today. And it always makes me think like, okay, well, what am I learning now for like the next season? Because mm. he's already showing me like what he had, like the training I went through before and how I'm applying it now. I'm like, oh, what am I learning now to apply for next? What's coming next? That's so good. Like you're always, God is always, he's always ahead of you, but he's always preparing you for what's ahead Ooh. of you. Ooh, my, 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 put it on the shirt, tweet it. Mm, put it on the shirt. Ooh, everybody has some fire merch. Y'all Ooh. better buy it too. Don't let us make this and just sit in the closet. <laughs> Facts. I'm about to say, we we need models. So make sure y'all get some purchase in the inventory. Barefoot ambassadors. Who want Who wants to be a cousin ambassador? Sure. Send us a DM. <laughs> yes. So we got a chance to talk to one of my good friends from college, um, Dr. Jasmine Wise, and uh, Wise is so befitting. She just has so much. Um, has such great messages to share um, about purpose and. You know, finding your purpose and walking in your purpose. Um, so me and Allison had a great conversation with her. Um, so check out our interview with Dr. Jasmine Wise. All right, guys, we have a special guest here with us. Um, I'm going to read her bio. Her name is Dr. Jasmine Wise. She is a purpose cultivator and educator and is a proud Monroe, Louisiana native. She holds a doctorate in applied sociology, a master's in community analytics from Baylor University, and a bachelor's in psychology from the Xavier University of Louisiana. Jasmine loves seeing people become who they are meant to be. She currently resides in Atlanta and owns a personal project management firm, Prosper Projects. Dr. Wise's passions are pushing people to the next level and seeing them succeed. Dr. Jazz has also written a book, Confessions of a Sinner, and has two more in the pipeline. In the meantime, you can keep up with her through her blog, Lessons of the Week, W-E-A-K, and her podcast, The Purpose Podcast with Dr. Jazz. Give it up for our special guest, Dr. Jasmine Wise. Yay! <laughs> yes! So thank you, Dr. Jazz, for joining us today. Me and Dr. Jazz actually attended college together back in back in the G, the 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 Xavier University. Um <laughs> So I am I am excited to have her on. Uh, we're going to have a great conversation on today. Um, before we started, Jazz asked me if we were going to play our game, and I told her no, and I lied. So we are going <laughs> to jump <laughs> right in. We're going to kick it over to Allison. 
Uh, <laughs> so we're going to play a game and it's called Rapid Fire. And so how it's going to okay. go is I'm going to either say a statement or like a this or a that. And you just, you have to choose what you would do. And you just have to do it very quickly. Um, all right. Are you ready, doctor? I'm not. And I am hope I don't embarrass my mom. But, all right. You know, here let's we go. go. <laughs> early bird or night owl? Oh, early bird. What is your favorite 90s TV show? Ooh, that would have to be probably Sister, Sister. Yes. Okay. Uh, Nicki Minaj or Cardi B? Cardi. Okay. All right. Up. If I had to change careers today, I would be? Man, I would either be a hairstylist or a farmer. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Too dressed? Very dressed. (laughs) Inside or outside? Uh Oh, outside. <laughs> That's not even, that wasn't one of them. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's, what is the first thing you do when you wake up? I don't know. I think I, if I'm going to the gym, the first thing I do is wake up and brush my teeth. If I'm not, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Tell us, Wait. tell us what's the first thing you do if you don't go to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> does it not include but brushing your teeth? But listen, I don't have to brush my teeth right off because I'm not going to I told you I didn't want to pierce my arm. Don't ask me questions like this. Mama, Jack is not brushing. Lord, have, I was I was hoping that Lisa, oh, I roll over, you know. I, know. I was like, I don't know. Read. Read like, a little scripture. Yes, it well. If I'm going to the gym, I guess I could squeeze the teeth in. Sis said she go before the Lord. Authentic. <laughs> this is me. I, I go as I am, okay? Oh, Lord. Okay. Favorite sport in the Olympics? Oh, in the Olympics? Oh, definitely ice skating. Yeah, same. Uh, a talent you wish you had? I wish I could play an instrument well. I could play a whole bunch of instruments not good. <laughs> I wish I could play an instrument well. I feel that. Um, so finish the sentence. Most people would be surprised to know that I... am an award-winning artist. Okay. I mean, I was in kindergarten, but I still won. <laughs> oh, you know what? <laughs> and... And in sixth grade, I but I won two state level uh, competitions. One in sixth grade and one in kindergarten. So you mean artists, as in like drawing, like that yeah. kind of art painting? But see, when you say that, people be automatically thinking that you. Are. I'm like, oh, she got more accolades that wasn't included in the bio. First off, first off, those are real accolades. They are state level competitions, and I won in two of. That's you right. That's a you. I mean, you got you already got eight books and five <laughs> degrees. Major parts. It be your old people. <laughs> it be your own yeah, with the other questions, Allison. Let's see. I'm let's sorry. see how much more jazz we're doing than the rest of us in life. Let's <laughs> see. I was feeling clearly. I didn't do well in sixth grade. Everybody couldn't make it. Uh, okay. Best way to cook steak. I don't eat steak. I don't eat meat. Oh, okay. Um, all right. There's your sentence. In ten years, I see myself rich. <laughs> <laughs> and 
Hey, where the money reside? Where the money reside? Where the money reside? Where the money reside? That was great. That was a lot of fun. I learned so much about you, Jazz. I've been knowing you since, I don't know, has it been 10 years? Almost 10 years? Yeah. No, it's been over 10 years. We started school in 2008. Oh, my God. Oh, gosh. We old. Yeah, I'll get old. Speak for yourself. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for playing um, Rapid Fire Jazz. Uh, I'm going to jump into our commentary for today. Um, so tell us, we learned, we learned a little bit about you uh, from your bio and from your Rapid Fire questions, um, answers. Tell us about the experience that led you to your current career. And just clarify, like, what do you do Yeah, for those who didn't your bio? Um, so I am a purpose cultivator and educator. So what does that mean? So the cultivation part um, is I help people who know their purpose complete their purpose. So if you have, if you know that you are supposed to, I don't know, write a book and you know that's a part of your purpose, but you haven't done it, you'll come to me and I'll help you put a plan in place to do that. So um, what I do is what I call goal-based calendar management. Um, so goal is actually an acronym um, that I came up with for Prosser Project. So I help people and I sit down and I say, OK, let's do this first. Let's do this first. We do check in so on and so forth. So that's that part. The educator part is I help people find their purpose. So I'm also a purpose coach and I host classes um, and I do one on one sessions. But the classes are more my my thing. It's a six week course where we go through various stages of your life and we figure out and we map out what you believe your purpose to be. So those are the two things that I do. Um, that are intertwined. So one is through Prosper Projects and one is through Purpose Coaching and the Purpose Podcast. So that's kind of what I do. That's who I am. Those are the things that I do. Um, so Purpose Projects is also a project management company. Um, so when I was in graduate school, um, the way my program was set up is if you were in my part, the applied sociology part, you worked at a research center. So basically I managed projects for five years straight. Um, one semester I actually managed Every project that came through the center, we don't know how that happened, but we're going to move on from that. Um, and it showed me that I had a knack for juggling all these projects, right? Because the projects were semester long. People in the community would come to us and say, hey, we need information about this. Um, and it was our job as graduate students to come up with that information. So I learned a lot about project management, managing a team, managing undergrads because we had undergrads help us and all types of stuff. Um, and then when I was when I was learned, like trying to look for a job and things like that, I went a year without a job when I graduated. So I'm a whole doctor out here in these streets with no job. I worked at. Thank God my aunt um, runs a daycare. She let me work there. Then I got a job at a school and that ended up not working out. So I had to quit. And I kind of started back doing Prosper Projects and everything that it is. And I'm learning and I've learned that I'm actually a natural encourager. Um, in that if you're my friend and you tell me you have a goal, like I'm going to push you towards it. Like I'm going to ask you about it. And I, and to the point where I realized that not all my friends like that. So I had to learn how to, <laughs> to reel that in. But if you're like, man, I really want to, I don't know, open up a jewelry line. Like every time I see you, I'm like, how's it going? Like, how's your jewelry line? Like whatever, whatever. Cause I want to encourage you to do that. So those things all together, um, and these natural conversations that I have with people about, what do you want to do? Like, those are things that flow out of me naturally. It kind of, I put it all together and here are all the things that I do. That is so dope. <laughs> you got openness in your class? Okay, I'm going to move on to the next question. 
So the next yeah. the, <laughs> the next question I have: What's the biggest are the like the I guess the biggest challenge that you see with millennials who are unsure of where they're going? I think the biggest thing is that they don't do anything, and I think that's our biggest Ooh. mistake. Ooh, is wow. that we we instead of going in any direction, we just stop moving. And I always say that we like your purpose is a journey. Um, I think that once you know your purpose, there are still different ways that you can live it out. Unless it's like you're called to these people at this time and this place. That's very rare. Uh, for the most part, for most of us, it's like this broad umbrella that you can fit in in different places. And I think when we don't know, we just get stalled. And I just think that that's the worst thing because sometimes you just learn by trial and error. Like I tried this thing. It didn't work out, whatever. But I also think our generation, me and my roommate were talking about this today. We're so afraid of looking thirsty or looking, you know, mistake, like being like putting ourselves out there. And I think those are the reasons why us as millennials, when we don't know, we just don't move. That's really good. I'm about to and say also- that. That silence is convicting. I was I'm about to say, that's kind of <laughs> scary, too, because when I'm overwhelmed, I don't do nothing. Yeah, I'm don't. for real. Like, that is that is my knee-jerk reaction to being overwhelmed. I'm just like, okay, well, if I can't take on all of this, then I'm not going to do any of it. Exactly. Yeah. I quit <laughs> Netflix. <laughs> okay, I have a question, Dr. Wise. Yeah. I absolutely love that name. So do you think the pressure put on by society to discover uh, our purpose should be by a certain age? Is that like a good thing or a bad thing? Like age marks? Horrible. I think it's horrible. Because because there are people like I have people and I and I have friends. They have literally known what they were going to do since they were like six or seven. And if you talk to their parents, they're like, man, they always they were always drawn to science. I knew that they were going to be a chemist or something, you know, like um, one of my friends who was on my podcast, um, she's uh, the director of an environmental science, something, something, something. But that girl has been outside and playing with dirt and going swimming and doing her whole life. Right. So it's like not surprising. (laughs) I mean, I'm just saying climate. Like that's who she was. So it's like you're not surprised by that. But I think also for some of us, like me, I was just following the path that was marked out in front of me. And once that path ran out, that's when I was like, oh, wait, let me figure out what I'm really supposed to be doing and do that thing. So I Mm -hmm. think that the time limit thing crushes people because, like I said earlier, you stall and you're like, oh, shoot, I'm 35. Some people are even 40, like, oh, I'm 40 and I'm in this job that I just did because it made me a lot of money, but now I'm realizing I don't like it. And that's okay. Like, that's okay. I think that when we put parameters on people, one, it doesn't allow God to be God because you're putting God on a timeline and he's not. Amen. Um, Amen. And two, you're putting pressure on yourself that's not necessary. That's, that's really good. So if people, kids playing in dirt, they should encourage it instead of telling them to get out because they could be the next person to change this climate you never yeah. know <laughs> that is and I, think, I think there's like this and we, we talked about this a little bit i feel like in this kind of social media environment like what we there's like this pressure to show like the best size of yourself yeah. and you see people that you have either grown up with or like or went to school with and you see them doing xyz and you start looking at your own self and it's like Hmm, what am I doing? 
So I think that is that's a part of the pressures of society is that we like fall into comparing ourselves to other people. And that prevents us like we, it's like we're always trying to play catch up instead of yeah. like pacing ourselves to, you know, really follow the path that God has set before us. And like yeah. really accepting that our path is our path and that their yeah. path is their path. And that's OK. And it doesn't have to work on the same timeline or th- and it might not you know paint the same picture mm-hmm. i think that's important because i think when we compare ourselves to other people we are comparing like apples to oranges even if they do something similar to us it's still comparing apples to oranges um because i think that i'm a purpose coach i'm a cultivator our own process projects they could be someone across town that does the same exact thing as me but because our personalities are different we won't even have the same clientele Right. Mm -hmm. Like they may be more chipper than me or more blunt than me or whatever. And our clientele is totally different. So we're going to get different products. We're going to touch different people. And I think when we compare, God may not have told you to be the president of the United States. He may just want you to be the mayor and you have to be okay with that. You know, and I think um, the blessing is being the mayor, not striving to be the president of the United States, especially when that's not what God has called you to. And I think social media has everybody wanting to be the president when you really need to be the mayor. Um, and that could be detrimental because you're striving for the wrong thing. That's good. I had a follow up question to what you said, like, because I know we, we talked about millennials and how like they kind of don't do nothing. But I also <laughs> think that like millennials, like. I've noticed that if we have like a dream or something that we quit our jobs and try to pursue it. Do you think that that's more our generation or like, cause I know like my parents, when I say I'm about to do something, they like, well, you could have picked up a trade and been making all this money and then been retired by 45. And like, I'm like, I just want to do this. And so like, do you think that's the generational thing? And why is that? Cause I feel like sometimes the pressures of the people before us, makes us question what like we're supposed to do and what we're called to do. So yeah. like you can speak on that. That'd be dope. Yeah. So my, um, yes, it's definitely a generational thing. Um, I, when I says I moved to Atlanta, me and one of my aunts who lives here have become very close and we have a lot of generational conversations and that's one of the things. So I actually did quit my job and pursue all these things that I do now full time. Um, and that is one of the things she was just like, why would you do that? Right. Because for their generation, security was more important than uh, freedom. I think that millennials are more we're more concerned about freedom than we're concerned about anything. Money, security. Like we just don't want to be boxed in. I think that's generational. But I also think that the Lord is birthing a new thing because my parents and they're now seeing, oh, like you're actually pursuing everything that God has for you in in that bound. Right. And what that looks like, because it looks different than going working a nine to five. And you know God is pulling you towards something, but your securities in your nine to five, right? Um, even to the point where I'm not married yet, uh, I don't have kids yet. But even to the point where my mom was like, "Make sure you get good benefits," and I'm like, "I'm never gonna have a job. What is be- these benefits you talking about? <laughs> like they're not coming my way, you know? <laughs> Unless my husband, you know, has a nine to five, that's not. But I also have a different trust in the Lord than they do, 
even with my auntie, when we're talking about dating, there are some guys she'll bring up and she'll be like, but your bills will be paying. You'll be taking care of. I'm like, I can live. Her son is my, we're really close. My cousin. I'm like, I can live with my cousin if all my bills be paid. Right. So it's just the, th- the thought process is totally different. Um, their thought process is more about security and our thought process is more about freedom. Um, even if I do have a nine to five, I'm not knocking nine to fives. Uh, but even in that, can I work from home? Is there, you know, like, is there flexibility in that? I think that we cherish freedom in a way that other generations don't. I love that. And I couldn't agree more. So do you think, and I'm really interested in this because I feel like this applies to me. So this is low-key personal. Do you think your purpose can change? So now I'm like, I feel like I got the answer right. Um, No, I actually don't. (laughs) I don't think that your purpose can change, but I think what it looks like changes. Right. So as a purpose cultivator and educator right now, it looks like a podcast. I don't think I'm going to be doing a podcast 15 years from now. I don't. But that doesn't mean that I'm any less helping people find their purpose. The avenue in which I do it is different. And the reason I say that is because I think about Christians and um, my podcast isn't explicitly Christian. But since y'all are, I can say this. I think about as Christians, our purpose is to bring people to Jesus, period. Mm -hmm. Right. To bring them to Jesus. Now, what that looks like for you may change throughout your life. Right. So not everybody going to be a Sunday school teacher for 30 years. Some of us going to be a Sunday school teacher for five years. And we're going to be like them kids got on our nerves and we're going to move on to something else. But the purpose is still the same to bring mm-hmm. people to Jesus. And I think that's kind of how it works in, in my I don't want to say my secular purpose. I think my purpose comes from God. But in what I do for a living, I think that it will change what it looks like. Um, even as my business grows, I may not be as hands on with my clients as I am now, but my purpose is still the same and I'm doing it through other people. So I just think the avenue can change, but I think the, the purpose, your purpose doesn't change. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. Cause I have kind of found myself kind of wondering like, oh, I'm not really interested in, you know, that anymore, that particular Mm-hmm. I guess surface level project or thing, but like underneath all of that, what my passion is has not changed. Yeah, how, how I get there might be different. It's like putting on new clothes. Like mm-hmm. you know, it. I might dress it up differently, but like you know, it's still it's still me. It's still what I'm supposed to be doing. And I I have that was something that I had to really struggle with as I got older. Because there are some things that I was so invested in. And when I was no longer really into those things, I felt like, okay, God, I I feel like I want to walk away from this. Am I being disobedient? He had to show me that it's not, it it wasn't disobedience, but it was, I'm moving you in a different direction, but you're still, I'm moving you on in a different path, but you're still going in the same direction. And, um, that that was liberating to get to that point where I, I realized that oh no my purpose hasn't changed it's just how I'm how I how I'm getting there uh, the, the the vehicle that I'm traveling is traveling in is going to be different. I think yeah. back to uh, Ali's point about generational. I think we were taught that by our parents, right? So they go to one job, they stay at that job forever. Uh, yeah, both my both my parents retired from like their first or second jobs. Um, and that is a generational thing that we were taught and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think I felt bad from that too, because I've stepped down from a lot of stuff and I was like, man, am I a quitter? And I'm like, no, the time is up. The season is up and that's okay. I'm not a quitter. The, the time is just done. 
Now, millennials do like to quit stuff when stuff get hard, but <laughs> follow the let the Lord <laughs> in that quitting. Amen. It was so funny. I was telling uh, a friend today, I went from being a banker to like my occupation pastor. Like I had to put that on my taxes and that shook me. And like I had to have a real conversation yesterday and they were like, you know, you got to approach this differently because you're a pastor now. And I had to talk to God because I was like, I ain't want this. I ain't signed up to be no pastor. Like I did, this is not like, this was not in my vision. I always knew I would do full-time ministry, but I thought it would be either through like reset camp or like in another Avenue. And I could just use the banking job as like to make the bank and do ministry. And he like flipped the whole script. But like what you said, like, the found, I, what I loved about working at the bank was I got to sit down with unbelievers every single day and had that opportunity to share the gospel. And it's, I feel like he told me, I was like, why did I get God give me this? To, and I don't, I didn't ask for it. He was like, so you could grow. And it's like, I've been pondering on that, even though we joked about it. And it was just like, now he's put me in a decision. Like I have to share the gospel with like strangers, like the people, like unbelievers aren't coming to me. Like I had to go up to them. It is like, he upped the level of like my faith, he upped the level of like where he wants me to be. And like my purpose hasn't changed, but the position has. And it could be scary and intimidating. I'm not going to lie to you. And one of the things I say in Prosper Projects all the time is do it afraid. Because the fear is going to be there whether you do it or not. And one of the things that I've instituted is this thing called Lunchtime Live. And I know people don't believe me, but I really don't like attention. So me going live twice a week, even if it's only three minutes. But every time I do it, I'm like sweating. I'm like talking fast, like, and I'm, I'm afraid every, every time I do it, but I also know that people are blessed by it. And yes, it's my business and I want you to purchase from me, but I really want you to hear the message. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think doing it afraid just, it is what it is. Like when Peter uh, stepped out of the boat, like no, nowhere does it say Peter was like fearless. Like he was like, what? Actually, it said he did get afraid. The wind scared him, right? Yeah. And so I think just doing the things that God's called you to do afraid instead of letting it stall you just gets you closer to him. Um, I'm afraid of a lot of stuff I do, to be honest. I just be out here. <laughs> that's real. And that's real. And I feel like as I continue to like grow in my faith, I see just I see the benefit of like doing things, you know, with fear. I think it does two things. I think for one, it kind of reminds you that once you like once you get through it, oh, I can do it, you know. Yeah. So I might approach a different fear differently. Yeah. Uh, but I think above all of that, it's like I, I really think that's God's way of showing us that yeah, you actually can't get the credit for that. Like yeah. you, you know how you was feeling when you <laughs> did that thing and it got done. So guess Come what? On. It wasn't you. Yeah, no, that's real. That's a real I thing. Think that, I, I really think it's God low-key flexing. But I mean, I at the same time, he allows us, like he gets the glory, but he allows us to see the benefits yeah. of, of of walking out and, and doing that. That's Dr. Jaston brought us to church on the on the podcast. <laughs> this I'm over here taking down sermon notes. It's so good. And then I just love because 
I love purpose too. And I feel like that's something like God put in me to help people see their purpose. And I think mm-hmm. like just hearing you talk, it's just like this, like this fulfillment. And like, mm-hmm. I feel like I, cause I relate to you a lot, even though I just met you like on the encouragement piece. Cause I'm like, once I figured out my purpose and I started walking in it, even though it's scary, like it is like the feeling is unexplainable. And like this, like accomplishment is this fulfillment that I have and it's just like I want everyone to experience this and like it's cool that like God has like given you that gifting to do that for other people I just I love it so much I love it thank you thank you this one thought is kind of tangential but not really I was listening to this sermon by I don't remember his name he has a podcast he's really big some white man Lord, I'm sorry. He uh Life Church, the people who made the Bible Bible app. Oh, Craig, Craig, uh, Craig Rochelle. Thank you, him. I was into a sermon he did last night about your your mindset and your thought process. And he started with like his inner thoughts before he actually stood up and preached. And he was like in his inner thoughts, he's like, I get nervous every Sunday. I've been doing this for 25 years. I always think that what I've shared is not enough. Like all, and I'm like, the man who created the Bible app. Before he gets up to preach, it's still scared. So it's like, who are we? You know, and I think right. um it's encouraging to know that even when you're in your bag, like I don't know why I put that in quotes, because I would say that normally. Um, even when you're in your bag, like you can still be fearful. Yeah. Um, because even though I am a natural orator, I, I get scared every time someone asks me to speak. Every time I'm asked to do a presentation, I'm like, no. No, no. But I mean, you're, yeah, but like, it's okay because, like Dudley said, like, God is flexing. Like, there are days I'll be like, God, I'm so glad you were there because I don't know where I was at. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, he came through because I didn't know what to do. <laughs> God, you showed up because Jazz stayed in the car. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jazz, to, to wrap us up, you have dropped so many wise. No pun intended. Just so much wisdom, so many wise moments. Um, here on the podcast, here on Bear Fruit, we understand that in order to bear fruit, that we have to plant seeds. So, what is the final seed that you would like to plant for our listeners, our cousins, on today? Yeah, hey cousins. Um, the thing that I would say is, it is a journey. Um, And don't put pressure on yourself to figure out what your purpose is today and find joy in that journey Uh, because God, his grace covers everything, not just sin. (laughs) Like, I know we think that it's just the sin, but he covers everything. So every misstep you take on your way um, down this journey that God's grace is going to cover it. just feel like you could do something with your life now i feel fulfilled i feel like i feel like if i was wasting my time before i'm not gonna waste it no more because that's the jazz just it was just so much it was just so much good stuff what was your favorite part uh what's your favorite nugget of wisdom that she shared um i would say the beginning the middle and the end Mm. um Listen, um, but I think like the, um, your purpose cannot change. I think that was my biggest takeaway. Cause I think that so many times, like, and I feel like our purpose is located our assignment. And so, so many times we want it to change. We don't want to keep it. 
we like it has to change it has to shift because this can't be it and like it no that's it and i love how she said like the process may change but the foundation won't won't change and that just that brought a lot of comfort and clarity for me on just today that like i know i needed to hear that like even though the process may look different even though it may feel weird like my purpose has not shifted from what god has already confirmed in me and what it is what about you what are your biggest uh takeaways what she said really stuck with me is like i guess the millennial side of it Whew. and how we're so different from our our parents like what how did she describe it she was saying it how like you know they are committed to security but we're committed to freedom yeah and i think that i think that's so i think it's so true um but i think it's also a really a wake up call for for us to you know not to just be out here just you know going crazy but like you should really kind of follow your your passion like god didn't yeah. just give you a passion for it to just sit there and you Come not on. do anything with it like he's giving you that for a reason so i don't know that was that was so valuable to me valuable to me because as we all like continue to grow and continue to try to grow in our careers and grow in our faith it's hard it can be it can be challenging in in a society where stuff is always changing and yeah. you run into the pressures or, or can easily fall into the comparison trap but when you focus on your purpose and what god has for you and that's really something that's unshakable and it really gives you the motivation to do what God has called you to do. Because if it's for you, um, he's going to bring you there. So, Amen. Thank you for tuning into the Bear Fruit Podcast. Make sure you subscribe, rate, and share with a friend. Until next time, go bear fruit.